Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off, and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach on Are You Satisfied with Jesus? I've written this little pamphlet about that, and I've been teaching from this all last week and this week. This coming Friday is going to be my last day to be teaching on this. And this is our giveaway to you. This is a free gift. We also have CDs and a DVD set that was made from our television programs, and we ask for an offering of any amount for this. We don't have a set price. We have a suggested price. But I want you to get this teaching. And I tell you, this, this is powerful. I'm actually teaching on some basic things here that I have many, many other series that go into deeper explanation, but this is just a quick overview of some things. For those of you that missed portions of this, I was teaching from John chapter 14, the night before Jesus' crucifixion. He told the disciples that if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then Philip spoke up and said, Lord, show us the Father and it'll satisfy us. By saying that, he was saying, I'm not satisfied with you, Jesus, but if I could see the Father, then I'd be satisfied. Now, that's a terrible thing, and I'm sure that he probably didn't realize what he was saying, but he was saying that I'm not satisfied until I see the Father, until he saw something more than Jesus. But the truth is, Jesus was God manifest in the flesh. He had just missed who Jesus really was. And one of the main points I've been trying to get across was that the reason Philip and the other disciples didn't fully know who Jesus was was because they had to deal with his physical body. Having Jesus physically in front of you in that physical body was actually a hindrance to perceiving who he really was. And I know that some people just are shocked. Like, there's a lot of Christians that would just give anything if they could have been there and been one of Jesus' disciples and have physically have seen these things. And there would be some benefit to it. I'm not saying that it's all bad, but I am saying that Jesus' physical body was so human. It wasn't sinful, but it was so natural. And Isaiah said that there was no beauty in it. There was nothing in Jesus' physical body that made you desire Him. He came and He literally took not only our sin and the punishment that the Roman soldiers gave Him and crucifixion. All of that was, yes, part of His suffering for us, but did you know Jesus became plain? Jesus became average in His physical body. And that's part of what He bore for us. Here's God Almighty, who the millions, billions of angels worship Him. And I mean, He's Almighty God. And yet He became a man and suffered just being ordinary. I mean, people that He created would walk right by him and not pay him any attention because he wasn't one of the beautiful people. He wasn't one of those that just had everything in pr perfect proportions. He was just normal. He wasn't sinful, but it was normal. And that was a hindrance 
TO THE DISCIPLES TRULY UNDERSTANDING WHO HE WAS. YOU KNOW, I'VE USED THIS EXAMPLE ALL uh, DURING THIS TEACHING, BUT TO ME, THIS IS JUST A GREAT EXAMPLE. THIS IS SOMETHING I JUST SAW, AND uh, IT'S A GREAT EXAMPLE. BUT YOU KNOW, WHEN I DRIVE IN A CAR, PEOPLE RECOGNIZE MY VEHICLE. I HAVE A WHITE FORD uh, F-150 PICKUP THAT WAS GIVEN TO ME, AND PEOPLE RECOGNIZE THAT. AND THEY SAY, THERE GOES ANDREW. BUT REALLY WHAT THEY'RE DOING, THEY'RE SEEING MY CAR, AND I UNDERSTAND THAT, BUT WHEN I PULL UP TO THEIR HOUSE, IF THEY GET OUT AND START HUGGING MY CAR, TOUCHING MY CAR, TALKING TO MY CAR, THEY'VE MISSED SOMETHING. THAT'S NOT ME. THAT'S JUST WHAT I GET AROUND IN. AND IT'S THE SAME THING. THIS PHYSICAL BODY IS REALLY NOT US. AND JESUS WASN'T REALLY HIS PHYSICAL BODY. HE WAS IN THAT PHYSICAL BODY, AND IT WAS SINLESS. AND IT GAVE HIM AUTHORITY. MATTER OF FACT, HE SAID THIS IN JOHN CHAPTER 5. HE SAYS, I HAVE AUTHORITY TO EXECUTE JUDGMENT ALSO BECAUSE I AM THE SON OF MAN. WHEN HE SAID SON OF MAN, THAT REFERS TO HIS PHYSICAL BODY. WHEN HE TALKS ABOUT BEING THE SON OF GOD, THAT REFERS TO WHO HE WAS ON THE INSIDE. AND HIS PHYSICAL BODY GAVE HIM AUTHORITY TO EXECUTE JUDGMENT IN THIS WORLD. AND SO HIS PHYSICAL BODY WAS IMPORTANT. IT WAS SINLESS, BUT IT WASN'T TO BE DESIRED. THERE WAS NO BEAUTY IN IT. IT WAS JUST NORMAL. YOU KNOW, IT'S LIKE IF if SOMEBODY DRIVES UP IN ONE OF THESE, uh, I DON'T KNOW, PICK YOUR CAR, BUT IF YOU DRIVE UP IN A FANCY SPORTS CAR, IF YOU DRIVE UP IN A ROLLS ROYCE, IF IT HAS ALL THE BELLS AND WHISTLES AND ALL THE SPECIAL STUFF, PEOPLE OOH AND AH AT THAT. BUT IF A PERSON JUST DRIVES UP, YOU KNOW, IN JUST SOME CHEAP CAR, IT'S NOT NECESSARILY BAD. IT WORKS AND EVERYTHING, BUT IT'S JUST NOT SPECIAL. PEOPLE DON'T PAY MUCH ATTENTION TO THAT. THAT'S THE WAY JESUS WAS IN HIS PHYSICAL BODY. AND THAT PHYSICAL BODY MADE IT HARD FOR THE PEOPLE TO REALLY BELIEVE THAT THIS WAS GOD BECAUSE IT WAS JUST SO NORMAL. IT WAS SO NATURAL. AND IT WAS A HINDRANCE. AND THIS IS THE REASON THAT PHILIP WASN'T SATISFIED WITH JESUS. NOT BECAUSE JESUS DIDN'T SATISFY IF PHILIP COULD HAVE KNOWN HIM IN THE SPIRIT, IF HE COULD HAVE KNOWN WHO HE WAS IN HIS CORE, I GUARANTEE YOU THERE WOULD HAVE BEEN NO REASON TO SAY WE HAVE TO SEE THE FATHER BEFORE WE'RE SATISFIED. BUT IT'S BECAUSE HE WAS OPERATING IN THE FLESH. HE WAS OPERATING OUT OF HIS NATURAL SELF. LET ME READ SOME VERSES TO YOU. AND AGAIN, IF YOU'VE MISSED ANY OF THIS TEACHING, PLEASE GET THESE MATERIALS, GET THIS LITTLE BOOKLET, GO TO MY WEBSITE, WATCH THE TV PROGRAMS OR DO SOMETHING, BECAUSE THIS BUILDS ON THE OTHER THINGS I'VE SAID, AND NOT EVERYBODY THINKS THIS WAY. THERE MAY BE A DISCONNECT HERE, BUT but THIS IS SO IMPORTANT IF YOU CAN TRULY GET WHAT'S BEING SAID. IN ROMANS CHAPTER 8, AND IN VERSE 5, IT SAYS, FOR THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE FLESH DO MIND THE THINGS OF THE FLESH, BUT THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE SPIRIT THE THINGS OF THE SPIRIT. MAN, I COULD SAY A LOT FROM THIS ONE VERSE, BUT LET ME JUST POINT OUT, THIS IS HOW YOU CAN TELL IF YOU ARE AFTER THE FLESH OR AFTER THE SPIRIT. FLESH HERE ISN'T TALKING ABOUT JUST SKIN. IT'S ACTUALLY THE GREEK WORD SARX, S-A-R-X, AND IT'S TALKING ABOUT JUST THE NATURAL PART OF YOU, THE FLESH AS STRIPPED OF SKIN. ACTUALLY, uh, YOU KNOW THE WORD CARNY, IS THE WORD USED FOR CARNAL HERE IN VERSE 6. AND THE WORD CARNAL COMES FROM THIS WORD CARNE. THAT'S WHERE WE GET CHILI CON CARNE. THAT MEANS CHILI WITH MEAT. IT'S JUST TALKING ABOUT MEAT. IT'S JUST TALKING ABOUT 
BEING NATURAL, CONTROLLED BY YOUR FIVE SENSES AND STUFF. SO HERE'S HOW YOU CAN TELL. ARE YOU WALKING IN THE SPIRIT? ARE YOU BEING SPIRITUAL OR ARE YOU CARNAL? HOW CAN YOU TELL? RIGHT HERE IN VERSE 5, THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE FLESH DO MIND THE THINGS OF THE FLESH, BUT THEY THAT ARE AFTER THE SPIRIT THE THINGS OF THE SPIRIT. WHERE IS YOUR MIND? WHERE IS YOUR FOCUS? NOW THIS IS NOT TO SAY THAT YOU TURN OFF YOUR MIND. YOU KNOW, IF YOU WERE TO GIVE... IF I WAS TO GET A RIDE WITH YOU TO GO TO THE AIRPORT OR IF I FLEW IN A PLANE WITH YOU OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT, MAN, I WANT YOU TO HAVE YOUR EYES OPEN AND TO BE USING YOUR FIVE SENSES TO DRIVE THAT CAR, TO FLY THAT PLANE. THERE IS A PLACE FOR THIS. WE HAVE TO USE OUR FIVE SENSES IN THIS LIFE. I'M NOT SAYING THAT YOU TURN OFF YOUR BRAIN, BUT WHERE IS YOUR FOCUS? ARE YOU JUST DOMINATED AND CONTROLLED BY THE PHYSICAL, NATURAL REALM, OR CAN YOU GO BEYOND THAT AND STILL BE SPIRITUAL WHILE YOU'RE GOING TO WORK, WHILE YOU'RE RAISING A FAMILY, WHILE YOU'RE CLEANING THE HOUSE AND DOING THINGS? YOU KNOW, MOST PEOPLE DON'T REALIZE THIS, BUT I DO HAVE A LIFE OUTSIDE OF JUST PREACHING. AND I'VE GOT 26 ACRES THAT I LIVE ON. IT TAKES A LOT OF MAINTENANCE. WE GOT A VERY STEEP DRIVEWAY. IT'S ALL DIRT. I'VE GOT TO MAINTAIN IT. I'M DOING FIRE MITIGATION AND STUFF. AND SO ANYWAY, MY POINT IS, uh, JUST LAST WEEK, I SPLIT, I THINK IT WAS EITHER FOUR OR FIVE CORDS OF WOOD. I'M CONSTANTLY DOING FIRE MITIGATION, CHIPPING STUFF, uh, WORKING ON THE ROAD. I WORK OUTSIDE. I DO THINGS. AND SO I'm, I'M USING MY NATURAL BODY. BUT DID YOU KNOW THAT MY WHOLE TIME, I'M KEEPING MY MIND STAYED ON THE LORD. MY FOCUS IS ON THE LORD EVEN THOUGH I'M DOING PHYSICAL THINGS. AND THIS IS WHAT THIS IS SAYING. YOU CAN TELL WHETHER YOU ARE WALKING AFTER THE FLESH OR WHETHER YOU'RE AFTER THE SPIRIT BY WHERE IS YOUR MIND? WHAT IS YOUR FOCUS ON? AND SAD TO SAY FOR MOST CHRISTIANS, EVEN MOST... MOST... MOST BORN-AGAIN, SPIRIT-FILLED CHRISTIANS, THE TRUTH IS THEY SEGMENT THEIR LIFE TO WHERE THIS IS THEIR SPIRITUAL LIFE. THEY HAVE A 30-MINUTE DEVOTION. THEY MAY FOCUS ON GOD. THEY MAY GO TO CHURCH ONCE A WEEK OR THEY MIGHT, YOU KNOW, DO SOMETHING ELSE. BUT THEY HAVE SEGMENTS OF THEIR LIFE THAT THIS IS THEIR SPIRITUAL LIFE AND THEN AFTER THEY GET OUT OF THEIR DEVOTION, THEY GO THROUGH THEIR LIFE AND THEY'RE JUST THINKING ABOUT HOW CAN THEY DO THINGS. THEY AREN'T CONSTANTLY ASKING FOR GOD'S WISDOM. THEY AREN'T IN COMMUNION WITH HIM. YOU KNOW, I BELIEVE IN 1 THESSALONIANS CHAPTER 5 WHERE IT SAYS PRAY WITHOUT CEASING. THERE'S A COUPLE OF WAYS YOU COULD TAKE THAT, THAT ONCE YOU PRAY FOR SOMETHING, YOU DON'T QUIT UNTIL YOU SEE THE MANIFESTATION, AND I BELIEVE THAT THAT IS ACCURATE. BUT ALSO, I BELIEVE IT MEANS THAT WE'RE SUPPOSED TO BE IN CONSTANT COMMUNICATION WITH THE LORD. AND I CAN TELL YOU THAT IT DOESN'T MATTER IF I'M DRIVING DOWN THE ROAD, IT DOESN'T MATTER IF I'M TALKING TO A PERSON, I AM JUST CONSTANTLY IN COMMUNICATION WITH THE LORD. IN MY HEART, I AM CONSTANTLY CRYING OUT TO THE LORD. I'M PRAYING. WHEN I'M WORKING AROUND MY HOUSE AND DOING THINGS, I AM CONSTANTLY KEEPING MY MIND STAYED UPON GOD. THAT'S WHAT THIS SCRIPTURE SAYS, THAT IF YOU ARE AFTER THE SPIRIT, YOU MIND, YOUR MIND IS FOCUSED ON THE THINGS OF THE SPIRIT. AND THEN LOOK AT THIS IN VERSE 6, FOR TO BE CARNALLY MINDED IS DEATH, BUT TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS LIFE AND PEACE. IT DIDN'T SAY THAT CARNAL MINDEDNESS TENDS TOWARDS DEATH. PRODUCES DEATH IN CERTAIN TYPES OF PERSONALITIES. 90% OF THE TIME YOU'LL GET DEATH IF YOU'RE CARNALLY MINDED. NO, IT JUST SAYS CARNAL MINDEDNESS EQUALS DEATH. AND AGAIN, CARNAL HERE ISN'T NECESSARILY DEPICTING SOME TYPE OF GROSS SIN. IT'S JUST TALKING ABOUT BEING CONTROLLED BY YOUR SENSES. 
NOW, WE USE OUR SENSES. GOD GAVE THEM TO US. I'M NOT TELLING YOU TO TURN OFF YOUR BRAIN AND CLOSE YOUR EYES AND TRY AND DRIVE THE CAR. NO, YOU NEED TO OPEN YOUR EYES AND USE THE BRAIN THAT GOD GAVE YOU, BUT THAT DOESN'T NEED TO BE YOUR FOCUS. YOU USE OUR SENSES. MAN, I'VE GOT... THIS IS RAISING UP SO MANY QUESTIONS. I KNOW PEOPLE ARE WATCHING THIS AND HAVING ALL KINDS OF THOUGHTS, AND I CAN PERCEIVE THIS BECAUSE I'VE DEALT WITH PEOPLE SO MANY TIMES, AND I WANT TO ANSWER ALL OF THESE QUESTIONS AT ONE TIME, AND IT'S JUST NEARLY IMPOSSIBLE TO DO. BUT SOME PEOPLE WHO'VE HEARD ME TEACH THIS LAST WEEK AND A HALF, YOU'LL SIT THERE AND SAY, SO YOU'RE JUST SAYING YOU QUIT GOING BY FEELINGS. YOU JUST IGNORE FEELINGS. NO, I DON'T IGNORE FEELINGS, BUT I DON'T LET FEELINGS DOMINATE ME. FEELINGS HAVE A PLACE. MATTER OF FACT, LET ME JUST TURN OVER AND READ THIS VERSE TO YOU OUT OF EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4. AND IN VERSE 19, IT TALKS ABOUT WHO BEING PAST FEELING HAVE GIVEN THEMSELVES OVER UNTO LASCIVIOUSNESS. LASCIVIOUSNESS IS NOT A WORD THAT WE USE A LOT. I BET YOU THAT MOST OF YOU HAVE NOT USED LASCIVIOUSNESS IN THE LAST WEEK. THAT'S NOT A COMMON PHRASE, BUT WHAT IT MEANS, LASCIVIOUSNESS IS UNCONTROLLED, UNRESTRAINED, LUST AND DESIRE. OR YOU COULD SAY THAT IT'S JUST EMOTIONS OUT OF CONTROL. SO THIS IS SAYING THAT THESE PEOPLE HAVE GONE BEYOND THE PROPER USE OF FEELING AND HAVE GIVEN THEMSELVES OVER TO LASCIVIOUSNESS TO WORK ALL UNCLEANNESS WITH GREEDINESS. IN OTHER WORDS, THIS IS SAYING THAT THERE IS A RIGHT USE OF FEELINGS, BUT MOST PEOPLE DON'T USE THEM CORRECTLY. THEY'VE GONE WAY BEYOND THAT. HERE'S THE WAY THAT I USE FEELING. YOU KNOW, IT'S SIMILAR TO THE FEELING OF PAIN. If, if, you had, IF YOU DIDN'T HAVE THE ABILITY TO FEEL PAIN, I DON'T THINK MOST OF US ENJOY PAIN, BUT DID YOU KNOW IT SERVES A PURPOSE? LIKE, SAY, FOR INSTANCE, YOU SAT DOWN ON SOMETHING AND DIDN'T REALIZE THAT IT WAS HOT. YOU COULD SIT ON THAT THING AND YOU COULD WIND UP BURNING YOURSELF AND CAUSING ALL KINDS OF DAMAGE, BUT BECAUSE YOU CAN FEEL PAIN, IF YOU WERE TO SIT DOWN, OR LET'S SAY THAT YOU PUT YOUR HAND ON A STOVE. I HAVE A WOOD-BURNING STOVE IN MY HOUSE THAT I HEAT MY HOUSE WITH, AND I MEAN, THAT THING GETS UP TO 12 AND 1500 DEGREES, AND THERE HAVE BEEN A COUPLE OF TIMES THAT WITHOUT ME REALIZING IT, I TOUCHED THAT STOVE. BUT I GUARANTEE YOU, BEFORE I HAVE TIME TO LOOK OVER THERE AND THINK ABOUT IT AND PROCESS AND SAY, THIS IS HOT, THIS IS PROBABLY NOT GOOD, I MEAN, THE MOMENT I TOUCH SOMETHING LIKE THAT, IMMEDIATELY I REACT BEFORE I EVEN THINK ABOUT IT BECAUSE I FEEL PAIN AND I REACT TO THAT PAIN. THAT IS THE PROPER USE OF PAIN. YOU AREN'T SUPPOSED TO LIVE THAT WAY. IT'S NOT SUPPOSED... YOU AREN'T SUPPOSED TO FEEL THAT PAIN ALL OF THE TIME, BUT PAIN HAS A PURPOSE. IT SHOWS YOU THAT SOMETHING'S WRONG. WELL, LIKEWISE, IN YOUR EMOTIONAL REALM, DID YOU KNOW THAT DEPRESSION IS NOT SOMETHING YOU'RE SUPPOSED TO LIVE WITH, BUT IT HAS A PURPOSE. IF YOU GET DEPRESSED, IF YOU'RE DISCOURAGED, IF YOU'RE LONELY, IF YOU'RE SAD, uh, IF YOU'RE JUST, YOU KNOW, IT'S JUST BLAH, THERE'S NOTHING SPECIAL, YOU'RE JUST, uh, I DON'T KNOW, ALL OF THESE NEGATIVE EMOTIONS, I DON'T DENY THAT THEY EXIST. I DON'T DENY THAT AT TIMES I FEEL SOME OF THOSE THINGS, BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? INSTEAD OF ME LETTING THEM DOMINATE ME, THE MOMENT I FEEL SOMETHING LIKE THAT, I IMMEDIATELY MAKE AN ADJUSTMENT. AND BECAUSE I'VE BEEN IN THE WORD OF GOD, I KNOW THAT MY EMOTIONS FOLLOW MY THOUGHTS. 
There's many scriptures on that, but Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, The Lord will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon him because he trusts in him. So if I don't have perfect peace, if I begin to be discouraged, fearful, worried, I don't ignore those feelings. It's not like I say, I reject this. I, I refuse to be bothered. I refuse to worry. I don't, I don't deny that I have feelings and emotions, but I do deny that they are going to dominate me and that they are going to control me. And I know that the moment I start feeling worry and care and frustration, it's because I have not kept my mind stayed upon the Lord. It's because I am letting my five senses in what other people are saying or the situation dominate me. What I'm saying right here is just radical radical for most Christians. Most Christians live so much in this flesh realm, in the physical realm, that when something goes wrong there, they just believe that you would be absolutely foolish to sit there and resist it. That You'll even hear Christians say, you're in denial. You need to vent. You need to let this out. Just don't suppress your feelings. Just let them out. Let it all out. No, that's the worst thing you can do. Now, I'm not telling you to just suppress them and let it simmer under the surface, but when you recognize negative emotions, when fear, worry, and care comes upon you, it ought to be a red flag saying to you that your mind's not being stayed upon the Lord. You are looking at things only in the natural realm, and just like it says right here in Romans chapter 8, the carnal mind is death. If you look at things and deal with things only in the natural realm and let your emotions dominate you, it will produce death. And death here doesn't only mean physical death. I think it could lead to that, and that's the ultimate conclusion. But did you know depression is death? Discouragement is death. Anger, ungodly anger, is death. Loneliness is death. Worry is death. Unforgiveness is death. Anything that came as a result of sin is a part of death. It may lead to the ultimate death, which is your physical body dying, or even beyond that, being totally separated from God in eternity in hell, the second death. But all of these other things are just milder forms of death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death. So anything that came as a result of sin is death. Jesus told us to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we aren't experiencing heaven on earth, if we aren't experiencing healing and prosperity and joy and peace and happiness, all of those other things are forms of death, and it is directly related to what you keep your mind stayed upon. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Did you know I can tell what you've been thinking on without having to be with you. Just the same as I could go to your house and if you had planted a garden, I could tell you what you planted by what's growing there. That's just real simple. Every seed produces after its own kind. And you could say, oh man, I'm believing God for tomatoes. I'm believing God for tomatoes. You could go out and pray over the ground. You could beg for tomatoes. You can do all these things, but whatever you planted is what you're going to get. If you plant okra, you're going to get okra, not tomatoes. And it's the same thing. Some people are praying for healing. They're praying for deliverance. They're praying for joy, peace, finances, but they're reaping worry and care and all this stuff. If that's true, it's because that's where your mind has been. As a man thinketh in his heart, 
SO IS HE. PROVERBS CHAPTER 23, VERSE 7. I DON'T HAVE TO BE WITH YOU WHEN YOU PLANT YOUR GARDEN TO TELL YOU WHAT YOU PLANTED BECAUSE I CAN SEE WHAT'S GROWING. LIKEWISE, I DON'T HAVE TO BE WITH YOU TO TELL WHERE YOUR MIND, YOUR FOCUS HAS BEEN. I JUST HAVE TO LOOK AT YOUR LIFE. AND WHAT ARE YOU REAPING? ARE YOU WALKING IN JOY AND HAPPINESS REGARDLESS OF YOUR CIRCUMSTANCES? ARE YOU BLESSED COMING IN, GOING OUT? IF YOU ARE, IT'S BECAUSE YOU HAVE BEEN THINKING SPIRITUALLY MINDED, AND SPIRITUALLY MINDEDNESS ONLY PRODUCES LIFE AND PEACE. THAT'S TIGHT, BUT IT'S RIGHT. AND THIS IS WHAT THESE VERSES ARE SAYING. YOU CAN TELL IF YOU ARE AFTER THE FLESH OR AFTER THE SPIRIT BY WHERE YOUR FOCUS IS. TO BE CARNALLY MINDED IS DEATH, BUT TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS LIFE AND PEACE. AND SPIRITUALLY MINDED HERE DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU GO AROUND... YOU KNOW, WE'VE GOT THESE WEIRD IMPRESSIONS OF WHAT SPIRITUAL IS. YOU KNOW, I WAS DEALING WITH A MAN, A SECULAR BUSINESSMAN, uh, THE OTHER DAY, and, AND HE WAS ASKING ME SOMETHING, AND I SAID, I HAD TO TURN THESE OTHER PEOPLE DOWN BECAUSE EVERYTHING HAD TO BE SPIRITUAL WITH THEM. THEY WANTED A SPIRITUAL SIGNIFICANCE ATTACHED TO EVERYTHING. AND I SAID, I AM NOT WEIRD, SPOOKY, RELIGIOUS. And <laughs> THESE ARE PEOPLE THAT I DON'T EVEN KNOW IF THEY'RE BORN AGAIN. AND IT SHOCKED THEM TO BE TALKING TO A MINISTER WHO'S SAYING, I'M NOT WEIRD AND SPIRITUAL AND RELIGIOUS. AND I HAD TO EXPLAIN MYSELF. BUT THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THAT SEE, HAVE THIS IDEA THAT TO BE SPIRITUAL, IT MEANS YOU GO AROUND WITH THIS SICK LOOK ON YOUR FACE WITH YOUR HANDS FOLDED. YOU HAVE YOUR COLLAR TURNED AROUND BACKWARDS, AND YOU'RE JUST DOING WEIRD STUFF. NO, TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS TO BE WORD-MINDED. JESUS SAID IN JOHN CHAPTER 6, VERSE 63, IT'S THE SPIRIT THAT QUICKENS THAT GIVES LIFE. THE FLESH PROFITS NOTHING. THE WORDS THAT I SPEAK UNTO YOU, THEY ARE SPIRIT, AND THEY ARE LIFE. GOD'S WORD IS SPIRIT. GOD'S WORD IS LIFE. AND TO BE SPIRITUALLY MINDED IS TO BE WORD-MINDED, TO BE DOMINATED BY WHAT THE WORD SAYS MORE THAN WHAT THE DOCTOR SAYS. THE DOCTOR SAYS YOU'RE GOING TO DIE. WHAT DOES THE WORD SAY? WELL, IF YOU SAY, BUT THE DOCTOR SAYS... I, I CAN'T IGNORE WHAT THE DOCTOR SAYS. YOU'RE CARNALLY MINDED. NOW, AM I SAYING THAT THE DOCTOR LIED TO YOU OR THAT WHAT HE SAID IS WRONG? NO, IT'S TRUTH, BUT IT'S NOT THE TRUTH. IT MAY BE TRUE, BUT IT'S NOT THE TRUTH. THE TRUTH OF GOD'S WORD WILL TRUMP PHYSICAL, NATURAL THINGS, BUT IN ORDER TO HAVE THAT HAPPEN, YOU'VE GOT TO BE MORE DOMINATED, MORE FOCUSED ON, MORE CONTROLLED BY THE WORD OF GOD AND THE TRUTHS THAT IT SPEAKS THAN YOU ARE BY THE DOCTOR, THE LAWYER, THE BANKER, YOUR OWN BODY, YOUR FRIENDS, OR WHATEVER. AND THE SAD FACT IS, MOST PEOPLE ARE AFTER THE FLESH. MOST PEOPLE ARE CARNALLY MINDED. THEY ARE CONTROLLED MORE BY THE WORD OF A DOCTOR THAN THEY ARE BY THE WORD OF GOD. AND BECAUSE OF IT, THAT'S THE REASON CHRISTIANS ARE DYING. EVEN CHRISTIANS WHO ARE ASKING GOD FOR HEALING, AND YET IT DOESN'T MANIFEST. PEOPLE WHO ARE PRAYING FOR IT, PEOPLE WHO CALL THE PRAYER CHAIN, PEOPLE WHO GET FASTING AND PRAYER AND EVERYTHING ELSE, THEY DESIRE THE RIGHT THING. THEY MAY KNOW SOME OF THE RIGHT TRUTHS. THEY MAY BE ABLE TO QUOTE THE SCRIPTURES. BUT IF THEY'RE DYING, AND AGAIN, THERE'S A TIME FOR US TO GO AND LEAVE THIS LIFE AND GO TO BE WITH THE LORD. BUT I MEAN, IF THEY'RE DYING SICK AND ALL OF THESE THINGS, IT'S BECAUSE THEY ARE CARNALLY MINDED AND THEY HAVEN'T RENEWED THEIR MIND. I'LL GET A LOT OF CRITICISM OVER THAT, BUT IT'S, I BELIEVE, WHAT THE WORD OF GOD TEACHES. WELCOME TO THE AWM MINUTE, A QUICK LOOK AT HOW YOUR SUPPORT IS RAISING UP DISCIPLES WHO ARE BRINGING THE MESSAGE OF GOD'S LOVE AND GRACE AROUND THE WORLD. DISCIPLES LIKE MICKEY AND SUSAN CARTAGENA. 
Susan came to Karis in a time of crisis after her husband of 35 years divorced her. As she sat under the word at Karis, God healed the pains of her past and renewed her vision for the future. Andrew one day gave me a word and he said that the second half of your life is going to be better than the first half. After graduating, Susan got married to Mickey, a fellow student, and together they now minister in Columbia, teaching the same truths that set them free. Thank you, friends and partners, for providing a place where people like Susan can get a renewed vision for their life and then go out and share it with others. To see their full story, visit awmi.net today. Many of you know that we have built a 1,022 space parking garage to accommodate all of our people that come to our facilities in Woodland Park. And it was at a $23 million cost. And we are trying to get that paid off as quickly as we can. Well, I felt like the Lord spoke to me about encouraging 23,000 people to give a $1,000 offering, either a one-time gift or pledged out over a period of 10 months, $100 per month. If you would like to be a part of that, I encourage you to call or write, go to our website and join our 1K Club. At the time that I enrolled in classes, I wasn't able to move all the way to Colorado and you know, uproot my life. The flexibility of correspondence school was one of the biggest draws for me to enroll. I could get things done throughout the day and then I could go home and, and do my lessons. It's been such a blessing for me, for my family, just to see what God can do in a person's life when they just surrender and say, okay, God, I'll follow you. My name is Macy and I was a first year correspondence student you can complete your first year of Karis Bible College as a correspondent student. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to learn more. As a woman, you are called to thrive. You are created to know and be known by God. Experience unity with God and learn what it means to thrive in the vine. If we don't know whose we are, we won't know what inheritance we have to walk into. We are called to speak forth. We are called to prophesy. You are royalty. The violet take it by force. We're your daughters. We're linking shields. Cultivate fruit in the word and release yourself into a deeper purpose. At the 2020 Women's Arise Conference, November 5th through the 7th. Andrew's brand new teaching, Are You Satisfied with Jesus? is available as a booklet. And today, Andrew would like to offer it as his free gift to you. Go to awmi.net to receive your free copy and to order additional copies to share with friends and family for only $1 each. I'd like to encourage you to get this little pamphlet. It's very short, entitled, Are You Satisfied with Jesus? We also have CDs and then we have DVDs that were taken from my television program. But I tell you, these truths have revolutionized my life. These are some of the most important things that God has ever shown me, and I can promise you that very few Christians relate to God spirit to spirit. This would help you. Are you satisfied with Jesus? This new series is also available in a two-part CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. 
Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.